0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. About anything. You hear that? You got a bunch going on. Some of us got a bunch of craziness going on. Now looky here, this isn't what Paul says. Alright, this isn't even what Sister Claudia says. This is what the Most High God says, okay? So this is what we need to listen to. This is what we need to be obedient to. Now hear me out, beloved. Do not be anxious about anything. So, whatever it is, whatever you might have going on in your world, maybe it's pretty big, maybe it's pretty crazy, maybe it's still in your joy, maybe you can't sleep, who knows? Do not be anxious about nothing. Nada. Zilcherino. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Okay? I got this junk going on in my world and it's really freaking me out, man. Okay? Everything was fine a couple of days ago, but boom! Here this goes on. Okay, I got this big problem. Whatever it is. God says, give it to Him. Give it to Him. Now this is the beautiful part. All God's people said this is beautiful. By prayer and petition. So, my vehicle is prayer. Okay? My petition, that's my request. I'm, I'm giving this to God. This is what is messing me up by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Keep that thankful heart. Be thankful about what God's doing in this situation and look back and see how God has been so faithful in every single other issue. You hear what I'm saying this morning? With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Okay? Paul, I got you. I got this going on. I give it to God. I'm thankful because God is so good. I got you, but I still got this mess going on. And the peace of God... Do you want that this morning? And the peace of God, not fake peace, not, ooh, I feel a little better right now. Okay, because that junk will go in a minute. But I'm talking about real peace, lasting peace. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is a special blessing that God offers us through Jesus Christ, because our relationship of Jesus Christ, we can have peace no matter what's going on in our world. Some of us got some real deal, crazy stuff going on, man. Some real big time, big boy, big girl problems. Okay, and God says, well, I don't want this junk to destroy you. Okay, but I I want you to get through this and I'm offering you some help here. Let me listen. Let me work on this problem. You do what you can do in your own power. You do what you can do. Okay, but you need to lean on the Most High God and understand this that when it's bigger than you, okay, when it's bigger than you, you hand it off to God, okay? You got a big problem this morning, hand it off to God, and He says, Here, let me hold that, and I'm going to be working on this issue. Now, let me give you my peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding, where folks are like, I don't even understand how this person is walking around this morning. well, you're like, well, I, I understand because I got the peace of the Most High God. I know that God's going to work my situation out. I'm going to hold my peace and I'm going to let the Lord fight my battles, okay? We just need to give Him some praise and we need to lean on Him, guys. Amen? Give, give Him some praise. That's what God wants us to have, peace, guys. And, and that's what, you know, it's, it's like this. I'm, I'm actually going to get started. I know this is a little different service this morning. But, the, it, it, well, it's like what Brother David just said. We have this opportunity for peace. We don't have to have it. Okay? But man, it sure is wonderful when we take them up on that. You know what I mean? And sometimes, man, you've got to give that burden to the Lord four or five times in a day. Four or five times in a minute sometimes. You know? But man, don't dwell on it. Give it to God. It's His problem. It's you. you are His child. Amen? Okay, everyone turn to Matthew 28 and verse 18. Father God, we just love you and we praise you and we worship you, Lord. Your will be done in this service. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you that what needs to be said will be said. And we will leave here uh, refreshed and encouraged. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. It's wonderful to have our visitors here. It's wonderful to have some friends that ain't been able to come in a while. God bless you. I love you all. Uh, Matthew 28 and verse 18. This is a command. Okay. I don't know about you, but I don't like being bossed around. But guess what? That's the world we live in sometimes. We all have someone over us. Well, we're blessed because we have the Most High God. Amen? He's in charge. Amen? Can I get a witness? He's in charge, okay? And the cool thing about Him being in charge is He has our best interests at heart. Did you hear what I just said this morning? The Most High God has our best interests at heart. So when He asks us, to do something that maybe makes us feel a little uncomfortable or we're a little shaky about it or whatever, well, well, let's fall back on this. My God is a faithful God. He loves me with an undying love. He's good to me. He is going to do what's best for me. And if He asks me to do something, listen up, guys. If He asks me to do something, He will give me what I need to make that job happen. He will give me the strength I need. He will give me the provision I need. Okay? He, he, uh, uh, he'll ask you to do some crazy stuff But guess what? He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. Can I get a witness? Okay, so having said that, we're talking about sharing our faith this morning. We're talking about uh, uh, being generous. We're talking about being there for a lost and dying world. We're talking about supporting those that do these things. Okay? Um, And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So realizing what we just read who's in charge jesus is in charge okay okay so he's the boss and we signed on the dotted line we've accepted him he has offered that precious precious gift and we've accepted that gift and before we go any further why don't you give him some praise because you're a saved person this morning Because that is the most wonderful thing in the entire world. That's the most wonderful thing in your world. You have been saved, not because you're super cool, not because you're awesome. I think you are super cool and awesome, but you're not awesome enough to get into heaven. Okay. But see, Jesus Christ shed His blood, and we are covered by that blood, so we're blessed people. And Jesus came and said to them, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." Okay. In other words, listen up, disciples. This is Jesus talking to His disciples and this is right before He ascends back up to the Father. Okay? So this is, He's he's, uh, giving us an order right before He leaves. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Okay. This is what God wants us to do. Now, I know all of us cannot go to the mission field. We can't all go to Kenya or Timbuktu or something like that or Thailand. But, we can certainly pray for those that do, and we can certainly do what we can to help them financially, all right? Of course, we can do that, but we all have a mission field where we're at. Does that make sense? Okay, and I do want us to support missions. Uh, Victory Life Church works really, really hard at that, but let's look a little bit about our world, okay? Because there's people in your neck of the woods, in your area, in your sphere of influence that more than likely do not have Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Okay, and this is an order from God. This is an order from Jesus Christ to Victory Life Church, to His people, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God has been so good to you, and you know that. You wouldn't be here this morning if you did not realize how blessed you are. Okay, maybe you're going through a storm, and I'm sure you are. Maybe you're going through some kind of ruckus. Maybe you're dreading next week. Maybe you haven't caught your breath from what happened last week. I mean, we are in the middle of 220 or whatever this year is. A lot of craziness is going on, man. Okay, but look, man, you are blessed because you belong to the Most High God. Right? You are blessed, okay? Now, looky here. That blessing God, that God has given you, He wants you to share that with other people. He wants you to show the love of Jesus to other people, okay? And it's not that he wants us to. Brother David, Brother Donnie, Sister Court, he is giving us an order. Hey, spread the gospel, man. Okay, so here we go. Am I going to witness? All right. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Here we go teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you now that's an important thing guys give, give me just a few more minutes of your time actually give me about 25 more minutes of your time or 20 or whatever whatever you can swing i'll take okay now if we don't just lead people to christ that's something we've been ordered to do to lead people to lead people to the foot of that cross and god says that he wishes none would perish Now, think about that. God doesn't want anybody to perish. And God also knows that not everybody is going to accept that gift. But guess what? Sister Rachel, Brother Donnie, Brother Paul, Brother Rick, we don't know who's going to be saved and who's not. We don't know that. Okay? But God says, you go out everywhere and you spread the love of Jesus. Okay? A lot of that is going to be how we live. Okay? How. how, our witness, our example in the workplace, and so on and so forth. But check this out. If we lead someone to Christ, okay, we lead someone in a prayer and they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, one thing we are not to do is abandon them at the side of the road. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I just led somebody to Jesus. Well, where are they at? I don't know, man. I had to go to work. You didn't give them your phone number or nothing? Okay, the point I'm trying to make, man, is when we lead someone to Jesus Christ, just like our text says, is we need to be there for them. Amen? We need to be there for them. We need to train them, instruct them, bring them to church, get them involved in something. Don't leave them by the side of the road. Does that make sense this morning? Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So don't just lead them to Christ. Okay? But be there for them. Hey, you know what? You know why they accepted Christ? They might have been in a really bad place. They might have been really lonely. Their little world might have been falling apart. So now you've showed them you've led them to this amazing truth jesus used you to do this thing okay well now god wants to mature them just like you god wants to be there for them god wants to grow in relationship with them don't make them have to figure all that stuff out on their own get get with them get involved with them mentor them can i get a witness teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you and behold i am with you always to the end of the age now think about that for a second okay god's being pretty stern here He's saying, I got some orders for you. I want you to go out and make disciples. I want you to lead people to me, all right? And I want you to train them up, teach them up, do all this stuff. And I know that we get a little scared sometimes, don't we? It's kind of scary sharing your faith. Yeah, you know, I do it all the time. But, you know, I mean, it's kind of what I do, right? You know, but, but I know it's, it's kind of difficult sometimes to share your faith with people. It doesn't always make you super cool or popular and there's always that chance of rejection and all that sort of thing. But looky here. This is the big thing. This is the take home. I want you guys to understand this. And behold, I am. Behold, God. Behold, Jesus. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So like I said, if God asks you to do something and God ain't really asking, he's telling us we need to do this, right? And he says, you can do it, all right? You can't really do it on your own power because it's not about you. You have no power to save somebody. You don't have that power. But God can use you to lead somebody to Him. Okay, it's all about Jesus. It's all through Him. Okay, and God says, looky here. I'll be with you. What does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? Well, everything I need. Remember that little verse, Philippians 4.13? I can do all things what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. So God says, go out there. Show people the love of Jesus. Show people, witness to people. Lead them to Christ. And you don't have to be worried about it. You don't have to be scared about it because I'm right there with you. And I'll give you everything you need to get the job done. Because you can't do it on your own anyways. You know what I mean? It's got to be through him. It's got to be that anointing. But uh, make no mistake about it. God has called us to do this. And I know that, I mean... I'm the preacher guy, you know, and I know that I do this a fair amount, but I know I don't do as much as I should, because I know that feeling, and maybe you know this feeling too, you probably do, if I was a betting man, I'm not a betting man, Sister Claudia is, I don't ever bet, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, Um, (laughs) we all probably can relate to this somewhat, so please forgive me about that last remark, but anywho, you ever felt that pull? To talk to somebody about Jesus? You ever feel that pull? And you're like, ah, I can't do that. I can't do that. I got to go. I got to go. Got big fish to fry or whatever. And then you feel that burden. like, Man, I should have done that. I should have done that. Let's work on that, man. Because that's God. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, talk to that guy about Jesus. Talk to so-and-so about Jesus. We got to use wisdom in how we do that. But we need to make it a priority. Um, well, let me, you know, let me read uh, Romans 8 and 29 here real fast. We'll read it together. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed of the image of his Son. That's the part I want to focus on right here. Okay, when we lead somebody to Jesus Christ, okay, their world has just changed, man, just like yours did. Okay, they get to go to heaven now. Okay, but see, remember what we always talk, what we always talk about. God wants to mature his people. God wants to sanctify his people. So we go some from salvation and we're saved, man. Okay, but then God wants to start to work on us. We need to start bearing some fruit. We need to start laying some stuff aside that's not productive. That's why we don't abandon that newborn Christian. You know what I mean? Oh, I led somebody to Jesus Christ and that's it. No, we don't do that, man. Okay, we got to be there for him. Because just like God wants to mature you, God wants all his children to mature. We used to be kids, but now we're growing up. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Okay, we are to conform to the image of Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be like our big brother, Okay? not just us that's the program we're on but guess what we need to be concerned about those new converts be in there for them amen okay so listen to me guys i love you so much i know it's been a long week man do i know it's been a long week okay so check it out god gives us one of these orders go out and spread my gospel go out and tell people about me lead people to christ train them up okay Now let's look a little bit at Jesus' heart about this situation. Because this might just help you a little bit when you get a little scared about stepping out there out of your comfort zone, okay? I know it's scary. Matthew 9 and verse 36. When he saw the crowds, this is Jesus. This is what Jesus, this is what he thinks, man, when he sees the masses of humanity that do not know him. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Do you do that? Um, You know, don't raise your hands or anything, but but when you see everybody acting the fool and and just going crazy, you know, and doing all this wild stuff, do you have compassion for them? (laughs) You're like, man, those guys need Jesus. You know, but is our heart really, you know, hurting for these people that don't know Jesus? Because because here's the problem man the problem with america all right the problem with the world it's a spiritual problem man we don't wrestle against flesh and blood okay what we got here is a bunch of people serving their master and they might have a different master than you amen so they're just doing the thing and man they are hopeless do you okay we're christian folk okay we love jesus christ so when we think about when we will take our last breath, and we all will, if the Lord tarries, we're all going to, our hearts will stop beating sometime, you know, and, and then we'll, we'll go and be in, the, we'll be in the Lord's presence. So we don't fear death, right? We don't fear death. You know, death, wears your sting? It's not that big of a deal to us. There's things we don't want to leave our kids and all that stuff. But we don't sweat it. But see, these people, man, deep down inside, they are terrified. They're terrified, okay, So we see all this nasty, crazy behavior and all that. I'm not making excuses, but I'm saying God looks down. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed. Satan's messing with a man and they don't have the Holy Spirit. They were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Man, when I turn on the news, I see a bunch of sheepies without a real shepherd, man. A lot, a lot of people don't know what they're doing and they're just doing the thing. They're just following. So here's the deal. We got a shepherd. And Jesus says, man, these people, I love them. I love them. You what I said, Jesus loves these people. And this is what Jesus uses. This is what God uses. I don't know why. I'm not God. You know, if you didn't know that, newsflash. Um <laughs> You know, here's the deal, man. God uses us to lead people to him. Nutty folks like me and you. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to do that. He's God. He could just snap his his fingers like, you can follow me now. You can follow me now. You know, but he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do that. He gave us that whole free will thing. You know? So he uses us to lead people to Christ now that's a big problem right that's a big problem when a lot of us ain't really witnessing when a lot of us I, I don't know who does and who doesn't honestly i don't you know but a lot of us aren't really worried about spreading the love of jesus we might say an encouraging something something do we know to somebody that already goes to church or something because it is a little scary stepping out of your comfort zone and saying hey man you know i see you got a flat tire here." you and, I'm, you know, we got to use wisdom. Maybe you don't jump right into, hey, Jesus loves you. Maybe you do. You know, you got to use wisdom in that. you got to yield to the Holy Spirit. But what I always do is always strike up a conversation with somebody and look for that opportunity, man. And there will be an opportunity, especially if Jesus has led you to them. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, listen, let this pierce your heart. Seriously. Put whatever you're going through and just shelf it for one minute. And listen to how God looks down upon creation. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. Okay, well, we need to have that kind of heart. And I don't. I really, really don't. Not most of the time, I don't. I'm like, man, these never mind. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Oh, man. All God's people said, ouch. Because, I mean, this is, this is Jesus Christ. He said, look, man, there is a fat, fat harvest, man, of souls that only a few people are getting involved. Only a few people are getting in the trenches. You know, because, I mean, we're in the trenches, but a lot of us are just kind of on life support, man, spiritually. You know, we're just trying to take care of ourselves, man. You know, we're just trying to keep our head above water. And God says, looky here, looky here, church. You be about my business and I can take care of all this stuff that that you're just worrying to death about. You know what I mean? You be about my business and I can work this stuff out. And God's, God's looking at eternal stuff. He's looking at eternity and he's saying, man, look, there's a big fat harvest and almost none of my people are doing nothing about it. Can I get a witness? Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. You know, maybe we don't spread the good news. Maybe we do. But I think it's something, I know it's something that we need to start working on. And then we we have all these missions that we support, you know, that we can, you know, throw a fiver in there, a ten in there, whatever you can, you know. Whatever you can, and that's going to further the gospel. That's going to show the love of Jesus to an area of the world or a neck of the woods that you ain't in. Isn't that cool? All righty. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He's like, boys, fellas, pray about this, man. Pray because God is concerned about these people that ain't got no master well they ain't got no shepherd and they're just just doing the thing and one day their heart's going to stop one day they're going to take their final breath and they're going to immediately open their eyes in eternity and it ain't going to be good okay and god loves them jesus loves them he says i don't want no one to perish so there's a big fat harvest and only a few folks are doing something about it first corinthians three, this is kind of a tough tough little message man but we need to do this amen 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. I think that is just super cool, man. God says, I want you in on this, man. I saved you. First of all, I created you. Congratulations, you get to be here on earth, man. You're here on earth. I saved your soul. You know what I mean? So now we got the eternity thing just worked out real good. I'll give you provision. I'll take care of you. You know, in this crazy world you live in, I'll take good care of you. Okay? Sometimes you'll go through some sad times, but that's okay. I'll be with you. Okay? And he says, looky here, man. I've got need of you. You know why you were born in 19-whatever or 2000 and whatever? is because God wanted to use you right here, right now. You know? you know why you're in that crummy day job that you can't stand? God wants to use you right there. You know what I mean? Hey... Hey, you know what I mean? It's only the truth. You're at the place you're at right now because God wants to use you right there. Okay? Okay. Anyways, man, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. Hmm. (laughs) This is what happens when you don't have Florida orange juice. Have you had Florida orange juice? Florida orange juice by Florida farmers in the Sunshine State. See, uh, tithes and offers have been down lately, so we've had to go out and get some advertisements. I want to talk to you briefly about Florida Oranges. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know what? I can honestly say this. This is one wonderful giving church. This is one wonderful giving church. We give in our finances. We give of our time. I, I, I could not be prouder we can always do better we can always do better give him some praise and when i said we can always do better that's not that's not picking on nobody i don't know who gives what or who don't give nothing okay but i'm just saying like brother rick said we can't outgive god i'll get it then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful we already did that for we are god's fellow workers isn't that cool Isn't that cool? Think about it. God says, I want to use you, man. I want you to get involved in this. All right. What an honor. What an honor to be used by God. To do something as important as this. Leading people to him. My goodness gracious. Aren't y'all blessed? Thank you, Lord. Give him some praise. Mark 12 and verse 31. Look here with me, beloved. The second is this. What are you talking about? Okay. So anyways, the religious elite, these cats, these, these, this wild bunch of, of folks here, Pharisees, they think they got Jesus cornered here. Like they, they repeatedly thought they had him cornered. That never works out good for anybody. But anyways, the, the religious elite, they, they were trying to make Jesus look bad. Well, it was more than that. They wanted to find a reason to kill him. They didn't like him. He was messing up their program. He was messing up their pocketbook. He was messing up their power thing really bad. They didn't dig him. They didn't like him. Okay. So they say this. They're like, hey, uh, preacher, rabbi, don't you tell us the greatest commandment? And man, they thought they had him. Houston, they thought they had him. Oh, man, we got him now. And Jesus being Jesus as brilliant and awesome as the Son of God is, he says, I'll tell you what, I'm going to sum up the scriptures for you real fast. Telling this to these cats that had built fence laws around God's laws and just made life pretty miserable for everybody that was trying to follow God. And, and they weren't even doing them themselves, but that's a whole nother sermon. And, Je- and Jesus says, here, here I'm, I'm gonna give you two, I'm gonna give you two commandments. This is pretty much gonna sum up the scriptures for you guys. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Put God first. Love God. Love God. Okay? And he said the second is like it. And by the way, he doesn't say the second is not as important as the first. He just says, I'm going to give you two. Here's the first. Love God with everything that you are. Then, okay, you work on that. And then I want to put you to work on this. This is what he says. This is is the second one. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. That sums up the Scripture right there. Love God, love your neighbor. Now, I am not talking... No, I'm not. I'm not. That is a coincidence that just hit me. But having said that, having said that, that is the Gospel. That is the truth. This is, this is Jesus talking to us, and it's for all of us. But that's not... Anyways anywho wow okay here we go so there it is okay love your neighbor as yourself this is not solely talking about the guy across the street or back behind your house or whatever it ain't not talking about that sure that's part of it (laughs) but this is the people in our world loved ones this is a given that we care about ourselves love your neighbor as you love yourself we certainly do. We don't, we don't deny ourselves much. I mean, look how fancy I am right here. Yeah. yeah. I don't deny my... You're, no, I'm playing. Um, I'm just being so silly. But look, looky here. We don't deny ourselves the basics. Hey, man, I, I better put a little water in my gullet so I don't get dehydrated. Man, I better put some food in my belly so I don't get sick we think about that we make sure we have what we need right now think about our neighbor love your neighbor as yourself man are you serious are you are you out of what what love your neighbor i don't even like those people what are you serious those people are knuckleheads and like i said i'm not just i'm not just talking about the 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 guys that aggravate you in your neighborhood but the people on the news are like, hey, why are you burning that down? You know, or, or whatever. You know, when God looks at them, He's like, man, they're just hopeless. They're in a mess. It's like they don't have a shepherd and his heart hurts for them. And He says, hey, church. Hey, church, man, this is, this is the job of giving you guys. This is what I've called you guys to do. Go out there and make disciples of all men." And don't just get them to say a few words and write something in the Bible how hey, you got saved in two thousand. You know, but lead them up, train them up. Well, I don't know if those cats would fit good in our church. Oh yeah, they would. They'd fit in just fine around here. <laughs> but I'm not. Talk- I'm just talking about not abandoning them, folks, man. Get them to the cross and let God do His thing. But we don't give up on them. Okay. Anyways, moving forward. Now this is the real deal, guys. I know I'm going a little long but we're wrapping things up. James 2 and verse 17. The point I really want to make here is Christians do certain things. Alright? Certain things Christians don't do, obviously, and there's certain things that Christians do do. All God's people said, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) But look. Listen to me. James 2 and verse 17. So also... Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Please, somebody help me out. What does that mean? Okay, it's so by faith you've been saved. There n- ain't no special trick or, or nothing, kind of gymnastics hoops you've got to jump through to be saved. You're not good enough to do it on your own. You accept by faith what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross. By faith you have been saved, not by your works, okay? Let's make that clear. You don't work and do good deeds, so hopefully Jesus will let you in the back door. It ain't like that. Okay, but because we are saved people, listen, because we are saved people, there's certain things that we're going to be doing. Certain things that we're going to be doing because the Holy Spirit's going to be tugging on us and say, hey, why don't you do this? Because we're so blessed and so thankful, we're not going to be able to look the other way sometimes. Like, I am so proud of, of I, well, I love everybody. I'm proud of everybody. But, but the, some of the people I see in the church, you can tell, man, that they saw a deed in somebody's life and they could not look away. They're like, I've got to do something about this. They didn't care how it was going to upset their little perfect little world they already had. They were like, man, I've got to do something about this. I've got to bring this child into my home. i got to do this. I've got to do this. That's what I'm talking about. Christians do what we can do. And we all can't do that. I'm not saying that. But look, because we're Christians, there's certain things we're going to be doing. And one of those things, we're going to be spreading the love of Jesus. We're going to be witnessing to a lost and dying world. We're going to help out missionaries that are going to places that we can't go to. You know what I mean? We're going to spread the love of Jesus. Even if, even if there's a dude standing on the side of the road And you think, well, that cat could have a job. Maybe he could have a job. Who knows what's going on with him? Maybe he's addicted to drugs. Well, maybe he shouldn't be addicted to drugs. He absolutely should not be addicted to drugs, but here we are. Dude's on the side of the road. He's in a bad place. You know what I mean? You know what you can do for him? You can certainly pray for him. You might be able to give him a fiver. Maybe you shouldn't give him a fiver. Maybe you give him a Debbie cake. I'm saying do something. And if you're handing out Debbie cakes, don't stop with him. Ah, anyways. does that make sense though y'all so also faith by itself if it does not have works it is dead so if i'm a christian person there's certain fruits that i am going to be producing all right a good tree bears good fruit all right and one of those is going to be spreading the love of jesus all right we better move forward matthew 25 and verse 37 thank you guys for being so patient Matthew 25 and verse 37. Everybody knows this little group of scriptures. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? You see where I'm going with this? You guys are smart. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? Now think about that. How are we going to give the most high God? How are we going to give him something to eat how are we going to give him something to drink he's all-knowing he's got everything he's self-sustaining okay but what about this when did we see you hungry and feed you lord or thirsty and give you drink and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you and when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, listen, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Christians are going to spread the gospel. We've been commanded to do it. Well, we don't want to do it because we don't want to step out on a limb. We don't want to be out of our comfort zone. Well, let's look at Jesus' heart for these people, okay? We don't have to judge them, okay? But we can certainly be there for them, witness to them, give them the love of Jesus. And you know what? This whole verse about faith without works that we just read, you know, sometimes it's a slap in the face to see somebody starving or they don't have a place to stay for the night. And you know, darn tootin' well, you can do something about it. And you're like, well, I tell you what, brother, I'll say a word of prayer for you. We'll pray for you. Man, don't just pray for them. If we can do something, let's do something. That's the way we show the love of Jesus. Now, certainly sometimes all we can do is pray. But let's earnestly pray. You know what I mean? There's a lost and dying world that needs to see the love of Jesus. And God has commissioned us. (laughs) Yeah. God has commissioned us to spread that love and to show that love. You know what I mean? So we need to take this serious. Okay. Because, man, I don't know about you. But I, I like, I like to lay in bed at night and think, oh man, how did I get here? No, I like to, I like to lay in bed at night and, and, and be able to think, man, oh, if if I die before I wake, <laughs> you yeah, know, whatever. Feed Jake, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. It's all gravy. But there's a whole bunch of folks that can't say that. Okay. Anyways, moving forward. God has called us to be there for a lost and dying world. And look at this last little verse that we just read here. When you bless somebody, even if it's just some uh, physical thing, man, like a glass of water or paying for a room for the night or something like that, it's just like doing it for Jesus Christ. Think about that. We're almost done, seriously. But think about that. When I do something to help somebody else out, whether they're a Christian or not, but I do something with the right motive, it's just like doing it for Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> Oh that's that's wild, man. That's crazy. That's how serious he takes it. First Corinthians three and verse eight. He who plants and he who waters are one. Okay. So look here. I don't want to lead no I don't want to talk to nobody about Jesus. I'm not good at talking to people about Jesus. I've never led anybody to Jesus. Well, you know, maybe you haven't because you never did it but God will give you strength and God will give you the words to say and you need to be prayed up, and you need to be read up and you know what you're talking about. Okay, but having said that, some folks may never ever actually lead a person to Jesus Christ. But God doesn't say that. He says, you go get to work. You go get to work. I'll do all that stuff. Okay, some of us might be p- planting a seed. Some of us might be watering. Okay, some of us might see a big fat harvest. But it's all how God wants to use us. He just says, you get involved. You do the thing. You do it. Now, having said that, man, I'm not going to bore you with my salvation experience. Um, but, uh, um, you know, my dad's, uh, him coming to Christ, it, re- it really uh, was an interesting thing um, because, you know, he was one of those guys. He didn't know he needed Jesus and all that. He, he felt comfortable in his life of sin and everything like a lot of us did. And then there was this young lady that me- that he ran into at like a burger stand, and said, hey, mister, you don't need to live like this. And my dad was like, what are you talking about? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm having a, a heck of a time, all is well, you know. But see, that little girl was spreading the gospel. They were out late at night witnessing to people. And her saying that had planted a seed. Hey, mister, you don't have to live this way. And he, he, that kind of upset him. He, he chewed on that for a few days. Well, how in the, who does she think she is? You know, that sort of thing. But see, what had happened there? God used that young lady, that little girl, that teenager out witnessing to plant a seed. And then somebody came along and watered it and different things. And then all of a sudden, one day, at the fullness of time, at the perfect time, my father accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So all I'm saying is God wants to use us. And when we spread the gospel, even if it's just saying, hey, man, Jesus loves you. Even if it's saying, hey man, here's a soda pop, man. You look thirsty. Jesus loves you. That's planting a seed. And we can donate to missions. And we got some great missions here at the church. And we can plant seeds in places that we will never actually step, our, step down on. Amen? He who plants and he who waters are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor i just wanted to throw that little part in there god takes notice god takes notice what we do and remember when we're doing this when we're doing this it's like doing it for jesus christ like doing it for him just like it and he says you know what i'll make sure you're taken care of i'll make sure you got what you need and each will receive his wages according to his labor. Talking about laying up treasures for ourselves in heaven, where moths can't get at them. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that cool? Real fast, Matthew six and verse thirty-three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. So God says, "Hey, seek Me, My righteousness, My kingdom." Hey, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. <laughs> What are you doing about my kingdom? Seems like you're always thinking about your little kingdom and what you think you have to have and all this stuff. Let's do a little, let's do a little analyzing the situation here, Polly. Wake up, McFly. Check it out. You be, you be about my business. You be about the Great Commission. You be about what I've called you to do. And I'll make sure you get what you need. You be about my business, I'll be about yours. Isn't that pretty cool? Because God can do a lot better than we ever could. And for some reason, God says, Hey, Donnie, I want, I want to use you. Rachel, I want to use you. Paul, I want to use you. That just blows my mind. But He does. He wants to use us to spread the love of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more. And may God bless you.